Hi, I'm Charles Stanton. I'm on the faculty of the Honors College of UNLV and the Boyd School of Law. Hi, I'm Gabriella Tam. I'm a fourth year accounting student. And welcome to Social Justice. Social Justice, a conversation. A conversation. Well, good evening, everybody. We're back again. Charles Stanton with my uh, partner, Gabriella Tam. Hello. And uh, we are here to talk about uh, matters involving social justice. Yep. And uh, it's almost like being at a restaurant. You have some courses that are served every week, and then (laughs) there's some new things that are brought onto the menu. Uh, I guess the most immediate thing we could talk about tonight is the uh, the vote in Ohio to uh, establish in the state constitution uh, the right of a woman to have an abortion, basically. Woo! And, uh, <laughs> of course, what's, what's interesting, Gabriella, is the fact that um, after the Supreme Court decision, in almost all the states that voted to, uh, to uh, you know, uh, establish these rights uh, as of state law, uh, all the people uh, voted for the ability of a woman to, to have that right. Yeah. Isn't... I feel like that's so interesting because the Supreme Court should be, I guess, like, representative. They should be representative of what, like, everyone Mm -hmm. wants, right? Everyone wants the right to abortion. Why are they overturning, like, all these things and taking away our right to abortion? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I think, you know, I've said this before. I think it's a patriarchy. Yep. I I think, I'll I'll put it this way. Um, there are a lot of people who are against abortion yeah. for very sincere reasons. I mean, there are no, people, yeah. religious reasons, they, yeah, do, they yeah. don't believe. You know, th- that I respect. But I think there's a lot of people who are against the woman's right to have an abortion because they feel that the women should be subservient to them and that they can control women and tell women basically what to do and, and, and just control their lives, basically. yeah. You know, uh, like, oh, this topic gets me like so heated because <laughs> like I am my own person. No one like yeah. can control me. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, And like, I feel like like these people who who believe that women shouldn't have the right to an abortion. I feel like it it just like doesn't affect them. So I don't mm. understand why like yeah. they feel like they should have a say. Yeah. 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 I think. I think one of the interesting things about it too is that you know they're talking about the life of the, the unborn child. Yeah. Okay. And and I I, I, I understand. I, I understand that part of it. But what's interesting is they would deny health care to women who might need to have an abortion because it was medically necessary. Yeah. Or or a woman who was uh, um, abused. Yeah. Uh, or or what have you. There was a very effective ad uh, that was on, I think it was in Ohio, where this girl, I, she was like 13 or 14 years old. Oh, I think I, I read about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she talks about what happened to her, uh-huh. you know, in her family. And um, there are a lot of these laws in these in these certain states, there's no exception for, for rape or incest. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, well, what about the life of the person who was harmed like that? What are their rights? So in other words, the rapist or the person who did this, mm-hmm. they basically get away with harming someone. Yeah. And then the person who they've harmed, 
not only has the trauma of the harm that's already been done to them, mm-hmm. but they don't even have access to medical care. Yeah. No, there's something wrong there. No, it's yeah. weird because it's like these people, they're like, oh, I care so much about the unborn baby. But as soon as that baby leaves the womb, they don't care about them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's true. I think that um, there's there's a great disparity yeah. between the people who uh, are very much anti-abortion, uh, some of whom are sincere and some of whom are not. Yeah. But our society, as far as caring for children, uh, the record is not good. Yeah, exactly. And another thing is like, they're like, oh, I mean, you can just have the kid and put them up for adoption. These kids are not being adopted, though. Yeah. And yeah. like, if they are being adopted, there's like a very, only a few get picked. Yeah. Like these kids who end up growing and growing up in the system, they don't, they don't yeah. get picked. And then, and then what? And then they have to go fend for themselves. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Well, we see it. We see it here uh, in this city. Yeah. Where you have a lot of kids. Um, we have a very high um, mental illness issue in the yeah. city. We don't yeah. have the mental health care services that we need. We don't have uh, the counseling services that we need. Yeah. Uh, and we have an issue with teen suicide. Yeah. That's another huge issue, not, not just in this city, but in a lot of places in our country. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons. There's a whole bunch of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. But... Um, there, it, a lot of it, it, it comes down to indifference, though. Yeah. People are indifferent. You know, people, I'm not saying all people, because there's a lot of good people. Yeah, but there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of people in this world, as long as it doesn't happen to them or concern them. They don't care. They don't care, really. Yeah. They don't care. And you, and you can see that. And you can see that. Um, what's interesting that you said, which I think is very, very true, is that the court should try to reflect basically the majority of people in the country. Yeah. I don't think you can have a viable court if you have decision after decision where you have basically minority rule. Yeah. And and uh, you have like 30 or 35% of the people basically dictating to the rest of the country what should be. And that's basically what you have because the, the numbers as far as the polls concerned uh, are concerned show that between anywhere between 62, 63, 64%, up to 70% don't believe uh, that a woman should be uh, uh, forced to, you know, yeah. ha- have a child. And of course, uh, the court really is not reflective of that. So you have, you have that issue. And then you have the issue of, as we've spoken about this before, and I'll, and I'll say it again, the, leg- the legitimacy of the court. Yeah. In, in the sense that, uh, speaking as an attorney, um, I respect everybody's opinion. Yep. And, you know, that's America, that we all, we have all, all differences of opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the basic premise of the court or any court or even a court you'd, you might go into as a, as a defendant or a litigant is that the people who are hearing your case or person that's hearing your case are unbiased. Yeah. And you have a number of the judges on the court who, you know, are, are, are compromised. Yeah. And they're, and they're hearing these cases and, you know, they've been involved in, in, in dealings with people outside of the court. And instead of accusing themselves, which would be the, you know, the, the proper thing to do, 
they go ahead and hear the case, and now they're, they're, they're still worrying about, you know, how to put together an ethics code. But there's no, there's no difficulty in putting together an ethics code. No, it's very, very simple. There's just certain basic things that you, as a, as a, as a judge or an attorney doc, or a doctor, whatever you have, you can't do it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And, uh, you know, they're slow walking it. So who knows when this 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 new ethics code is going to be in 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 vogue? And the other thing, of course, is that the oddity is that the Supreme Court, which is looked up to as the highest court in the land, they're the only part of the federal court system that doesn't have a code of ethics. That's so, insane. So we have we have so many professions that you know have a code of ethics, like sure. accounting. You take an ethics exam yeah, yeah. and then i'm sure in like law like there's yeah. a lot of like ethics involved right yeah well it should be <laughs> it, sh- it should be yeah. ideally but yeah yeah well i think i've always had this these thoughts you know you know teaching the courses that i teach and you know especially like ethics and, uh-huh. you know are there ethics in business and all the rest of it you can teach a course in ethics yeah but that doesn't give the person in the class ethics by itself yeah it's something that's in the person themselves yeah so you hope and pray that everybody <laughs> that you teach has an ethical background yeah they have like a foundation they have already a fa- there. exactly they have a foundation but um in many cases uh it's not true with people they don't have an ethical background or foundation that's so sad no well it is but a lot of it a lot of it has to do um, I think with the institutions in our country yeah. falling into disrespect. Yeah. I think that's another big thing. I think, you know, going back, you had certain institutions that were looked up to by everybody. Yep. The Supreme Court, uh, the church, the Boy Scouts, wh- whatever it was, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it was. But now with all the scandals that you have, um, it's like, people, who, can we t- who can we trust? Yeah, all? exactly, exactly. There was a very interesting story in the paper a few a few days ago about the Southern uh, uh, Baptists. Oh, and, and this whole issue of the abuse by a lot of people in the administration of the Southern Baptists and the hierarchy of the Southern Baptists. Um, the article was written by Ruth Graham, mm-hmm. and and of course, you know, everybody knows her relation to to Billy Graham. Yeah. But uh, and who was who was a Baptist uh, yeah. by religion? Um, but if you read the article, and it's a very interesting article, how it reminded me a lot of the Verdict movie, because uh-huh. in in this in this uh, uh, there was all these lawsuits against them for various uh, stuff that they covered up, abuse, and yeah, all yeah. the rest of it. But they they disowned responsibility. They said that basically, well, it wasn't them. Um, this was the advice they got from the lawyers. What the heck? They were doing what it's the lawyers. It's not our fault. It's no, not our fault. We were advised to do this. Exactly. That, <laughs> and that's exactly what they said. And then in a lot of states, what they're doing now is they're ending the statute of limitations, which I've advocated forever. Yeah. I don't believe there should be any statute of limitations. Yeah. But anyway... Um, yeah, so they asked the guy who was in charge of the whole denomination. And the guy goes, well, he says, you know, I, it, it's sort of good, but then there's things about it that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. And 
I'm thinking to myself, well, but your job is the leader of a religious organization. Yeah. Now, one of the basic tenets of a religious organization is that people act ethically. Yeah. People act morally, but more than but more even than that, that people who would go there to worship are protected. Yeah. So how would you have a, a, a system where all these men that worked in this uh, organization were doing all these things and abusing people and everything, and you know, like, well, they shouldn't have been abusing them, but you know, it was a long time ago. Mm. Well, that's not the point, though. There shouldn't ha- there shouldn't be a but. There, there shouldn't be a but yeah. exactly. Well, it's, it, it, it's the same thing with the same thing with the Catholic Church. Yeah, uh, you know. Well, what what always gets me about that, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna I'm not gonna join on about this, but what always gets me about this is, is not even so much the abuse, but how they moved them around. Yeah. When they knew that the people were doing these things. Yeah. You don't move them from church to church. Then that just creates more victims, right? Exactly. That's exact. That's exactly what it does. That's exactly what it does. So 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 that's how we begin our program, and you know, uh, as we've been on the Supreme Court. Um, of course, they've heard the arguments on the whole question of whether a person who has domestic abuse complaints or, or there is a, uh, uh, a restraining order against them mm-hmm. um, should still be allowed to, to purchase guns. And, uh, of course, to me, um, it's a no-brainer that, yeah. that you don't have, you don't have uh, uh, a person who is in that state of mind who has a past record of abuse being able to to, to uh, have a gun. No, I, yeah, I agree. You know, it's like it's a no brainer. Like it is, it's a no brainer. But they're having this argument before the Supreme Court now, and the other thing that's interesting about it is, you know, that as far as like domestic abuse is concerned, mm-hmm. I've, I've often thought about this. The only remedy that the person who's abused has. Usually is a restraining order. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's a woman or a man, and it can be men too. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not just women, although it's mostly women. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but 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 the, but men too. The yeah. men too as well. Yeah. Um, see, the, the the restraining order is a double-edged sword. Yeah. On the one hand, you get a restraining order against the person who's violent. Yeah. But what happens a lot of times is. That even that antagonizes the person even more. No, yeah. You get the restraining order, so they they come back to the house, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, and then other things start to happen, and yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't have an easy answer for it, but certainly the idea that someone would be able to get a gun, a gun, um, it's scary. Shouldn't be, yeah. And of course, that that's become. That's becoming an even bigger and bigger issue every day with now, of course, the thing that happened in Maine. Yeah. And uh, just, to, just to backtrack about that a, a little bit, and the, and the thing in Maine, of course, they, had, they actually had a yellow flag law in Maine. Mm-hmm. So they actually had a law where a person could be, could be held for a, a certain amount of time mm-hmm. if uh you know he was he was deemed to be a danger to to, to society to society right yeah. okay so that's that's very interesting to me because um in that particular case uh, they they the military had been involved the family had been involved everybody yeah. knew the guy was so anyway the police went to his trailer uh-huh okay and you figure okay you know they're going to take him in and uh 
you know, yeah. throw, him in, throw him in jail for or, a little bit. Or, or, or have him held under observation yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they heard him inside the trailer, but you got the vibe from reading the stories. They didn't come out and just say it, but, you know, they were thinking, well, you know, it could be a problem with him. I don't know what we should do. <laughs> our, our lives are on the line. Let's let's just go away, you guys. Let's not deal with this. Well, that, well, that's that's relatively what they did. No, they, literally, they, yeah. They went away, and then he did what he did. So that's another like disturbing thing, you know. I wonder if the police officers like feel guilty about it. Like they could have stopped it, but then they were like, "Oh, I am scared." Well, I'm I, not gonna do it. I, I think. I think. I just don't knowing what knowing what they knew about the man. Yeah, I think it was a complete dereliction of duty. Yeah, you have to go. You have to. You have to. If it was an arrest warrant or whatever it was. Yeah, that's your job. No, yeah, like you signed up for this. You signed up for your it, job yeah. is to protect. Yeah, your wherever like yeah. your the, the county, the state, the city you're protecting. Yeah, yeah. The fact that you're not going in because you're scared that you're gonna die. Yeah, like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was talking with a guy the other night. He was talking to me about just the, like the police response in a lot of these places. Yeah. Where, uh, oh, I had a conversation. Here's a conversation. I had a conversation with the guy who was at the pharmacy I use. Uh-huh. And he was telling me that, you know, they have all these incidents in the store, shoplifting, whatever it is. Yeah. A lot of times the police don't even show up. Yeah. How is that? And then I think, like, if people are stealing from the store, like, they can't do anything either. They just have to, like, let it happen. Yeah, well, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No doubt. And, uh, but, but but going back to the guns for a second, uh, Mike Bloomberg had an excellent article, uh, mm-hmm. column in the, the magazine that he owns, Business Week magazine. And it was all about, you know, how the country is run by the gun lobby, basically. Yep. And these people determine, you know, uh, all of our policy uh but i think i think even gun owners a lot of gun owners are not for what's going on either yeah but nobody has a voice in our country yep see that's the crazy thing that the congress basically does not serve us nope they serve businesses and corporations they serve businesses and corporations and uh i don't know i don't know how you change that basically because uh I think that I think they they definitely need now to re, to reinstall uh, the the um, um, gun ban that they had for a number of years and yeah. and, and, and elapsed of course. I think they definitely need to do that. You can yeah, just yeah, see yeah. from the statistics. But uh, no, it's um, it, it's it's really crazy though that common sense has been abandoned. Like that, yep. you, certain things like you would know like. I can't have a person who's deranged walking around with a gun, <laughs> or, or 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 just from a logical point of view in Texas, where if you're 18, you could get an assault weapon, but you can't get a handgun until you're 21. That's insane. One of my neighbors, I was talking to one of my neighbors the other day, and she was telling me about how that she has a she has a Glock. Yeah. And a Glock's like a high-powered gun. Yeah. You could fire off a number of bullets, and it's a gun, unless you really know how to use it, you couldn't always control it. Yeah. How do people get access to all this stuff, though? See, that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, but uh, so, 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 that, so that's troubling. And they had a very interesting uh, uh, 
article about, you know, I'm talking about police response and law enforcement response. Yeah, yeah. Um, all these uh, uh, indigenous women and young girls that are missing in Colorado, <gasps> where they have like 2,000 or 2,100 missing persons cases. Really? Where they can't, where they can't find these kids or, or young women. And and this is an interesting thing. This is this is an interesting thing um, relating to the indigenous people. Yeah. Um, there was a movie uh, several years ago called Wind River. Uh, it's by the guy who made the Yellowstone series. Uh huh. And it's all about this. I guess it's 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 in Wyoming. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How all these girls and young people disappeared off the reservation, and they can't and they can't uh, locate them. Ah. Uh, and then, then that goes to the whole issue of the of the treatment of the Indians, and you know the, the whole reservation system, mm-hmm. and 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 the medical care. So it it branches out into a lot of things. But as I was reading, I was reading the arc. I said, well, that's what's going on in Mexico too. Yeah, we're like copying Mexico. Mm-hmm. But in Mexico, of course, it's exploded. You literally have tens of thousands of people that are missing. Yeah, yeah. they just disappear and never found. That's so scary. You, you know. But it's a lack of, as I say, it's a lack of, uh, uh, of interest. Yeah, like I haven't heard, like I haven't seen this on the news or anything. Yeah, no, it's it's a big thing. It's a big thing, you know. Well, what's what? Well, what's been on the news? What's been on the news? If for those who are receptive to to uh, possibly listening to it and taking it to heart, is the new study by the American Hospital Association. And a new study by the American Hospital Association um, pretty much definitively states that the use, the using of cannabis, marijuana, vaping, all those things that seem to be very common today are really, really bad for you. <laughs> um, now, we always knew, of course, that uh, there were a number of studies done on brain impairment and thought yeah. and all the rest of the stuff, which obviously showed that it's, it's not a smart thing to do. Yeah. But now the link between... Uh, heart failure, heart attacks, uh, the uh, 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 likelihood or possibility that you could be prone to getting a stroke. Uh, and uh, it just really was like a major warning that went out. And it reminded me, it reminded me so much in a way of the Insider movie. Because in the Insider movie, the, the villain was cigarettes. Yeah. And they got, they got, I wouldn't say they got rid of cigarettes. The people still smoke, but um, the idea that you know they established that it was an addictive substance. They established that the, the um, that the tobacco companies were trying to uh, get people addicted to, to it, and then they cracked down on it. They got all kinds of judgments against them. Mm-hmm. But now we've been replaced with something in a, in a lot of ways is worse than the cigarettes. No, oh, yeah. And, and and what do you what do you think the reason is why the government has has not been an, an, an active in any of this money 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 <laughs> yes money no but like it was it's interesting like um sorry um like there were like commercials and stuff promoting you know like hey like don't smoke like this is what this is what happened to me after mm. so many years of smoking and then there was a decline in like mm. cigarettes and stuff but then like vaping and all this stuff yeah. came out and then it the sales for that like skyrocketed yeah, yeah. and you could tell like they were targeting like people like my age or yeah. like people even like younger than me which is yeah. scary yeah <laughs> and no then, yeah well one of the one of the um Doctors was talking about Juul. Yeah. 
and how many people are, are smoking jewel products or taking jewel products. Yeah. And how the uh, people who were involved in these alternatives to, to cigarettes uh, got involved with, with different flavors and yeah. all the rest of that stuff, you know. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a definite problem, though. Yeah. It's a definite problem. And, of course, it's also a problem that you don't have the, the medical facilities, the counselors, yeah. to, 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 to talk to people and uh, to basically uh, um, warn them about the dangers, Yeah, you know. But as you say, it's money. It's, it's money. See, it's the tax money they're taking in. Mm -hmm. See, the marijuana, the government is taking in an enormous amount of money. And it's interesting because, like, federally, like, marijuana is banned. Like, if like these businesses can't technically report that they're, like, they're selling, like, marijuana. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, it's just, like, interesting to me how it's, mm -hmm. like, how it, how it, it's, like, so, how there's so much money involved. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like as an accountant, it's like so interesting. Yeah. Well, the the thing is too, though, that you know they've legalized a lot of the stuff. That's also true here, here especially. Yeah. yeah. So, but but here's the thing, though. As a physician or a police officer, just to name two professions, and there's others. Yeah. It's a disqualifier, though. Yeah. If you're, I mean, you know, like we saw the movie Training Day, but that's, 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 a, that's, that, a, that you're drug tested. Yeah. So you got anybody who's a law enforcement person and they're, they're doing whatever drug they're doing, you're gone. Yeah. They get rid of you. But, but it, so if that's the case, if, if it's an, if it's an impairment to them, why would, why would it be still being sold to everybody else? See, that's the whole thing. Yeah. If it really does these harms that they say it does, and I, and I believe it does the harms, why would you have people who, like, it's okay for everybody else to do it, but this particular class of people can't do it? And they've had so many cases. One of the problems with the marijuana thing uh -huh. uh, and, 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 these, and these vaping and all the rest of this is all the, all the accidents and all the deaths have been caused by people driving. Yeah. Uh, in, in neighboring states to the state that legalized it and the other states didn't legalize it. Yeah. So, you know, like where, you know, like Colorado has had a whole bunch of cases, Kansas. I mean, you know, people travel around, you know, they're drugged up, they get into a car accident yep. and all the expenses and the litigation and everything. So, yeah. so, people, so people inherently know that it's dangerous, but... As it's always it's always about the money. Yeah, it's always about the money. You know, and I feel like it's also like like you said, like why why can um, why can one class of people do it but the other class like can't? I feel like it's just to create like separation. To be honest, yeah, yeah, even more separation. Yeah, than there is now. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it's interesting you, you mentioned that because uh, the one of the uh, professions obviously that would be watched very carefully is if you're a pilot. Oh yeah, you know, and you can't. You, you get on the. Plane. You can't fully rely on autopilot. <laughs> no, no, you gotta, you know, and uh, what's that's as an aside though. It's very, very interesting. I don't know if you'd say it's social justice, but it's certainly people's protection. How many people in the in the aviation industry now are being made pilots because of you know the tremendous demand for air travel, and. And the thing is that they have very little experience. Yeah. So you're getting people who are being made pilots who've only had one or two years experience, 
and they're piloting your plane. That's another, that's another kind of dicey thing. You know, I was on a flight. I'm not going to mention the airline, but I'm just going to say that the guy who was the pilot, he was not a happy camper. Oh, no. Yeah, he had gone. He had that same day gone from San Francisco to Boston. Uh-huh. And then he went from Boston to New Jersey oh. to go to Vegas. <gasps> oh. And he came out of the cockpit and he was not a happy camper. And that's all I'm going to say. Oh, my goodness. So you can fill in the blanks there. You know? But uh, so, so that's basically our, that's basically the, our, the meal that we've served for this week. <laughs> And uh, we hope that uh, it's been of some interest to you. We hope you enjoyed the meal. We hope you enjoyed the <laughs> meal. And um, we will be back next week because in the world we live in, um, where so many people could do the right thing, uh, many times they don't. Yep. And we try to, uh, we're all looking out for you out there that hope you can, you know, not just listen to the show, but it, it piques your interest to uh, learn more about the topics uh, that we, we talk about. Yep. Okay, thank you for listening. See you Th- next time. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank you for listening to our show. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to contact us at TAMG1, that is T-A-M-G-1, at unlv.nevada.edu, or to contact Professor Charles Stanton at charles.stanton at unlv.edu. See, See you, you next time. time.